0: Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it. I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I have to tell you, I was just telling my guest for today how excited I am for this interview, because this is the information so many of you have been asking me for. It all boils down to, is it time for a LinkedIn makeover? And I have the guest who's the absolute correct person to answer this for you. She is the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. Even if you don't think you're a dummy, this is going to be the one for you. So I want to thank you um, for joining me today, Donna Serdula. Thank you so much. Oh, Susan,
1: thank you so much for having me.
0: This is, I was just telling you when, when your uh, assistant reached out to me with the idea of this interview, I jumped on it so fast because this is honestly one of the top topics I am asked about both when I'm speaking and just from people when they reach out to me and, you know, I think it's an interesting thing. You and I just were talking about the fact most of my listeners are attorneys and um, dispute resolution professionals. And for some reason, the world of LinkedIn, social media is a little scary for them or a little just foreign. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you posit that pretty much anybody who's in a professional you know, place needs to be on LinkedIn. So why is that?
1: you know linkedin is so much more than just a professional network if people think of it as oh it's you know it's like a facebook but for adults or business people and it is it is but it is also this amazing database it's a database of professionals for professionals and what's in that database is your Old-fashioned calling card, business card, virtual persona, whatever you want to call it. But people use LinkedIn to learn more about you. And now, especially now, you know, coming out of the pandemic and work from home and not being able to go to these networking events and go to meetings in person, people are hungry. They want to know who are they working with? Who are they meeting with? Who is that person on the other end of the phone of the Zoom call? And they're checking you out. And more often than not, it's your LinkedIn profile that's popping up. I mean, yeah, they can visit your website. They can look at a bio. But they want to know what you yourself created and how you are putting yourself out there. And so it's that LinkedIn profile that they're looking at. And you have this amazing control over how others perceive you. And so don't waste this amazing opportunity. Yeah, it's
0: such a great point. And yet I talk to colleagues every single day who either have no LinkedIn profile at all or who set one up and it still has that little like icon instead of a picture and maybe two or three lines from whatever their job was and where they went to college and law school, maybe, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what? If you're you're a brand new newbie to LinkedIn, how do you get started?
1: You know, the first thing you need to do when you're on LinkedIn is you've got to think of your goal, your strategy. Why are you on LinkedIn? What are you trying to accomplish? There are some people, Susan, who are looking for jobs. There's a lot of people looking for jobs on LinkedIn, but that's not the only audience out there. There are people who say, I want to find more clients. And so I'm on it for sales and prospecting. Other people say, you know what? I know people are looking at me and I want them to find, I want them to discover someone who's amazing, someone who who fills them with confidence and, and, and engages them, the reputation management, executive branding, thought leadership. So there's so many different reasons for a person to be on LinkedIn. And so you need to first figure out, why am I on it? Now, let's say you're on it, because you do want to prospect, you want to find clients, but your LinkedIn profile reads like a resume and talks about how you can, you can bring in clients, that's not an issue. You know, you, you can build, you know, per hour without any issues. You've got tons of money coming in. Those your clients would not like to see that, or potential clients, right? They would probably feel a little like this person is just seeing dollar signs here. So, you really want to cater that message to your target audience, who your target audience is. If you're on it for job search, maybe your target audience is um, uh, recruiters and hiring managers and partners and whatnot. But if your target audience is bringing clients in, helping them, wanting wanting to really show them how you can help them and mediate and and work with them and, and resolve their issues, totally different message.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great point. And that's one of the things about LinkedIn that I think many people don't understand is there is sort of a portion of LinkedIn that gives your, your cred, right? It gives your street cred. It gives who you are, where you went to school and what you've done. But then there's the content part where that's where you really truly are the master of what goes out there in what you post, um, and I think that's where people also get a little nervous or or just
1: feel a little daunted. Like, well, what the heck do I put out there? Yeah, what what do I write? What do I say? And and I will tell you this, Susan. I started my business back in two thousand and nine and back then it was it was not that much different as it is today believe it or not i know so many years have passed but it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you're a high performer it doesn't matter if you're a great leader it doesn't matter if you are you know an amazing business owner it's always tough to write about yourself it's just so hard And this is where the rubber meets the road. You have to write about yourself on your LinkedIn profile. And what do you say? Well, you know what, here's the thing. Again, you need to look at your goal. Why are you on it? You need to look at your target audience. What do they need to know about you? What's important to them? And then you want to think about the profile itself. You have a headline, you have an about section, and then you have your experiences that go back in time. In addition to that, you also have your volunteer experiences and you have your your accomplishments that could be patents or publications. It, It could be courses that you've taken. So there's a whole bunch of things buried at the very, very, very bottom that very few people even know are there. But it's through this profile that you want to start to tell your story, your story catered to your target audience. And then once you have a really strong foundation of a profile, at that point, That's when you want to build your network and then you want to start to post and join and engage in the conversation that's taking place on the LinkedIn feed.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's a great breakdown of how to approach it. And I really like that sort of methodical, like start here, move through building out sort of that resume portion and then move into the posting. And it's, it's funny because for many professionals, um, especially it seems my colleagues, it's, it's so hard to write about yourself because it feels like bragging. It feels like you're saying, look at me. Aren't I wonderful? And in fact, you know, that is a a hurdle to get over, but there are ways to post that can make that, you know, make it less feel like bragging and more feel like gratitude for opportunities, perhaps.
1: You know, what I say is when you're going to post on LinkedIn, now this is, this is separate from writing the profile. The profile I believe is absolutely foundational, but when you start to post on LinkedIn, so many people think, Oh, you know, let me ask for a job. Let me just like start selling outright. But really, you know, what you to or brag, <laughs> and even that's not, not what we want. What I want you to do is I want you to get on LinkedIn and I want you to get on with this, this sense of, I want to help others. I want to add value. I want to educate. I want to inspire. And when you go on with that mindset and not that mindset of, I want to find leads, I want to find jobs, I want to find opportunities. If you, if you sort of distance yourself from that, that I want, I want, I need mentality and, and pivot it to that, how can I give? How can I educate? How can I inspire? How can I add value? When you start to give, that's when, believe it or not, that's when opportunity starts to really bloom.
0: Yeah, it's it's that universal proposition that what you put out comes back to you tenfold. Um yeah. it's true in in LinkedIn. And I love your be helpful or get that be helpful mentality. And it's actually, it doesn't, it's not that you have to sit down and write a book for dummies like you did. You can do a post
1: that's just a couple of paragraphs long or even a paragraph long. Or or a sentence or two. I mean, it, it it could be really, really quick. And, you know, I always say, Susan, when you're going to start getting active on LinkedIn, don't even don't even worry about posting. Don't worry about it. that's That's not the first thing. First, know your goal. Start to optimize, start to build your network, and then, All I want you guys to do is just now here's, here's a huge tip, Susan, huge, huge tip coming right here, guys, write this down. This is, this is important. And it might seem it might to some people might be like a no brainer, but it really isn't. Make sure you have LinkedIn on your phone, download the mobile app, download that mobile app. It's the easiest way of accessing LinkedIn. So many people say to me, I just, I just can't, I never find the time. I can't do it when I'm working. I don't want to do it when I'm home. And I say, wait, how are you accessing LinkedIn? I'm getting onto my browser. I'm opening up my laptop. I'm firing it up. No, you don't have to. Put it on your phone. Get that app. And this is what I want you to do. Once you have it on your app, just scroll through the home feed. Just scroll through that LinkedIn feed and see what people in your network are posting. And engage with it. Like, comment, and maybe if it's really something fabulous, share it with your network. You don't have to create any content. Just engage with the content that's out there. And then this is what I call just, you know, just, just putting your foot in the pool, (laughs) just a little dip, but it gets you used to seeing and engaging and understanding what's important. What's, what's, um, what, what gets people interested, how other people are engaging. Once you do that for a little while, before you know it, it's going to be crazy. You're just going to be going about your day and you go, wait, that would be something I could post on LinkedIn. You do
0: start thinking that.
1: you start to think like that. And once you have that moment, that is when okay, you're ready. You're ready to post. And it's a beautiful thing. and it may be an article that you found on 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 just just surfing around the internet. you may have found a great article that you want to post. you may have a thought of a, a great quote, something that inspires you. you may have read a book that you want to talk about. It could be any of these things. But once you have it, you want to then, sit down. You can do it on your, your app if you want to on the, on the mobile app, or maybe you want to sit down and do it on the, on the desktop experience. Either way works, but you know, put it in there, three hashtags, three hashtags. Some people will do 20, 20 is not great. But if you can get three good hashtags, that will make sure that a lot of people see it more people than just your network and, and post it And then wait and see people are going to start looking and responding and commenting. And when a person comments, Susan, reply to that comment. Very, very important. I agree. There are two things
0: there that I want to ask about a little more in depth. So that first is the hashtags, uh, because I think hashtags perplex people sometimes. And you mentioned three, which is I know on a, a LinkedIn sort of algorithm thing, um, can you dive a little deeper into hashtags, how to find them, what they should be, etc. cetera?
1: You know, I wish there was a directory of hashtags. <laughs> it doesn't exactly exist, but what you want to do is think in terms of your target audience and what is interesting to them? What hashtags may they be following? you know, it could be hashtag innovation. It could be hashtag business development. It could be hashtag law, hashtag mediation. It just depends. Hashtag divorce. It it could be all of those things, or maybe, maybe it's something different, but you want to think in terms of where your target audience may be And then you want to think in terms of what is, what would summarize in just some bold words, what summarizes the content that you're producing? So for me, it might be personal branding, hashtag personal branding, hashtag marketing. All right. So you want to figure out what those hashtags could be. And then you go on LinkedIn and you type in the pound sign, hashtag, put in the word and then LinkedIn is going to show you a whole bunch of ones that look like it, or maybe are they? You click on it, okay? You click on the hashtag. This is before you even start posting. All right, this is just called hashtag research, <laughs> and you you just research the how many followers. Now, Susan, this will blow your mind. This is crazy. When I was first starting to do the hashtags and stuff, when LinkedIn first you know opened it up and they were showing us how many followers per hashtag, I used to do marketing tips hashtag marketing tips. I thought. What what a great hashtag for me! Marketing tips. Well, I did a search. I said, okay, how many followers on are on marketing tips? It's like five thousand, which is which isn't bad. Right. But then I thought, let me just do marketing. Like five million. So, so just taking away the tips gave me access and you know entree into this huge huge network of people. So. Sometimes getting a little too um, too pointed can hurt you, so it's okay to be a little broader with your hashtags. But first, make sure that there are followers to those hashtags. And then, once you have maybe a list of five or ten hashtags that you know have a lot of followers, would be good for your audience. Actually, uh, describe what it is that you're talking about now. When you go to post, you add three hashtags. You can do four. You could do five things. I found that three works. Three works fine. So don't go too crazy. Three hashtags, hit the post button, and then take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let the magic
1: magic happen.
0: Exactly. Well, it's funny because on other um, uh, platforms, maybe like Twitter, a hashtag can be Part of the the continuation of the commenting, right? It can be. Mm-hmm. It's all about LinkedIn, or it could be. That, but you don't do that on LinkedIn. Not, on LinkedIn, really? It's, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I love how with Twitter, there's that like the cuteness of a hashtag. Some people do it on LinkedIn, but it's it doesn't quite work the same way.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and. Um, I do think that three really good, targeted, well-followed hashtags are going to be much more helpful than 20 that are, you know, things you've made up or that are very specific to you. Um, But you also mentioned, and this is a key point as well, I think if someone takes two seconds out of their life to put a comment
1: on your post, you said, be sure to respond. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? LinkedIn wants that, that LinkedIn feed to be people you know talking about things you care about. So that right there kind of clues you into how they're going to be serving up the, 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 the posts on your feed. People that you know talking about the things you care about. Things you care about. Hashtags are what's going to alert LinkedIn. Oh, this is something that Susan cares about. So that's very important. But again, it's the idea of talking, conversation. They want conversations taking place. They want their homepage to be sticky. They want people to stay there and, and be a part and engage. So how can we help LinkedIn do these things? Well, we, we, we do really good quality content, you know, making sure that we're engaging with people on their posts as well as our own. And then when they do comment, we reply, we respond, and we have that conversation. Before you know it, if you're doing that, you're going to find that a lot of people are looking at your at your content. And there's that drip feed marketing that sort of takes place, that top of the awareness. You know, you're there, you're in front of people's face. They know you, they see you, they want to do business with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've met people, one of my best friends, Gabrielle Hartley, um, who's another family law attorney. Uh, she posted about her book two years ago that was coming out and I liked the title of it. So I reached out to her and she's now one of my best friends, uh, you know, so you never that that know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it can change your practice very rapidly. And grow and expand your network like you can't believe. Um, but I do want to, you know you you made a good point because you don't jump to the posting. You really need to get your profile down first. Um so let's let's dive in on a couple of points there because I have some some questions. One, the picture.
1: Can we talk about the picture? Picture is something that It's 2021, (laughs) and it's still hard for people. But yes, we won. All right, so so just a couple points, right? One, if you can get a professionally taken headshot, get a professionally taken headshot. It's worth it from this
0: century or this decade.
1: (laughs) Within the last three years is what I always say. The last three years um, that's what you want to be aiming for. You always, and and when you, you flashed your phone, because I think you're thinking the same thing I am, which is don't, don't be so zoomed out that we can see your elbows or your knees or, oh my goodness, your toes. (laughs) (laughs) When you're looking on, when, when a person is looking at your profile or even looking at the post that you're, you're doing, you're broadcasting on LinkedIn, that little circular image is so tiny. We want your face to be the one that fills it up not just you know this distant image so definitely zoom in make it just your head smile look friendly look happy look well adjusted <laughs> so don't look times. like a melting mass right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know people want to look look they want to look serious but serious looks kind of angry <laughs> sometimes right. so you know definitely you know smile. Um, look friendly, get a professional to take the picture. And I actually, if, if, if anyone in your audience is like, oh gosh, I, I have to get a professionally taken photo. I don't know where to even start. There is this great website. It's called headshotcrew.com. I'm not affiliated with them, but I, I send all of my clients there. It's this database of photographers who went through the Peter Hurley uh, course on photography and headshots. It's amazing. these Those associates, and they're all over the United States. In fact, they're all over Europe as well. But you put in your, your city, the closest city to where you are. They'll tell you which, which photographers have gone through his course and know how to take a really great, not stuffy, not traditional, but a very organic, very high level photo of you. So headshotcrew.com. I,
0: I love that tip. I'm putting that in the show notes. And one tip from me on headshots, don't get just one get a bunch of them because if you're posting, you're not going to want to post the same picture of yourself over. I'm so sick of the one headshot I have. (laughs) I have an appointment to have more headshots taken so I can get a whole slew of them.
1: Well, you know, I always say this now, you know, I hate to have a, a tip that's just for men, but here's my tip for men go in wearing the suit and then Take off the tie and open up the first button. and then take a few that way, then take off the jacket and just have the white you know shirt open. That way you get like a whole bunch of different levels of formality. Now on the on the flip side for for women who are going in, don't be afraid to take a couple different tops with you. Because sometimes when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you look great. But then when the camera is just cutting it right close to your neck, it doesn't always look quite right. So you don't want to just ruin a a photo shoot because you're not happy with the shirt. So bring a couple shirts in as well. Right.
0: Great point. And if you're spending the money to do it, do it right in that moment in time. It's amazing how many great shots a good photographer can get in a really short period of time these days. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing, and this is, my, you know, this is a personal question, I will say, because I struggle with this myself, is when you're on LinkedIn, you've got your picture, you have your name, and then you get the headline and you get to say, like, grab people's attention. And I see some people who have all sorts of emoticons in there. And I see other people with, you know, like X, a lot of exclamation points or perhaps a, um, a tag phrase or a tagline. What's the best thing to do?
1: You know, at one time it was, and, and you still see it when you go to your, your, my network to start to accept invitations. Have you noticed like every single sales professionals, like I help business owners achieve more leads or more happy clients. And it's like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm sort of moving away from this whole concept of a benefit statement, because I think it brands people a little too salesy to the obnoxious degree. And we don't want that. But I will say this, what the headline is not just resident on the top of your profile. This headline goes all over LinkedIn with you. All the little bits of activity that you do, it's your picture, your name, and that headline. It's right there. And so if you build it well, it's something that should get people interested, intrigued, and they should want to click, especially when they're looking at the search results. If, they, if you have a really good headline, a person will have that, that feel compelled to click it. So there's another part of this. And that is, I talked about search results. The headline is very sensitive in search. And so, yes, people are looking for you specifically. And they're typing in Susan, Susan Guthrie. But sometimes people are looking for someone like you. And that's, right. where, that's where lead gen actually starts to take place, right? So if a person is looking for someone like you, what words might they be putting into the LinkedIn search engine? And if you can figure out what those words are, you want to infuse those words, those keywords into your headline. And by doing that, you're going to find that you turn up higher in search and you're going to, and, and if it's a well thought out, interesting, engaging headline, you're going to get more, more hits. To your profile. And when you get more views to your profile, that's when opportunity starts to take place. So you have 120 characters. It's not a lot. Um, If you do it on your on your phone, you actually have a few more characters, believe it or not, it's very strange. But at any rate, um, you want to infuse it with keywords. And then I like to say at the very end, put the benefit statement. Don't start with a benefit statement, end with a benefit statement if you if you feel so inclined, but really figure out what those big major keywords are choose a separator. You don't have to use an emoji. You could use a check mark. You can use a star or a square uh, or even a pipe, you know, one of those long, just a long line to separate. But if you can put in enough in there, you will find, like I said before, you'll turn up higher in search. You're going to get more views to your profile and more opportunity. I do have a, um, a tool. <laughs> it's a free online tool on my website. It's called the LinkedIn headline generator. And I, I, I got a developer. To create this for me, it's, it's a really awesome little app. But you go in and it asks just a couple questions. You just put in a, a you just put, you know, just tag a couple keywords on um, and it'll, sh- it'll spit out a beautifully optimized formatted headline that you can copy and paste directly into your profile.
0: Yeah. Well, I wish I'd known about that. I'm going to go try that out because I change my, my headline all the time because I can never quite figure out how to optimize it. So thank you. <laughs> I'll put a link to that. And in fact, you have a lot of free benefits um, and, and assistance for people with their LinkedIn profile on your website. What, um, I know there's a couple of other um, free, yeah. you know, go ahead and explain that. <laughs> I think that's probably easier.
1: So one of the, so the LinkedIn headline generator, I think is the most popular. The other one that's very, very popular is my formatter, my text formatter. And so when you're on LinkedIn, people oftentimes will, will will call me, how do I bold text? How do I underline text? How do I ta- italicize text? You can't, you just can't do it on LinkedIn. Um, with LinkedIn, it's just straight input text, but we can fool, we can fool LinkedIn by using Unicode. And so it's faux text. It's not real text. So we can bold things, but here's the thing, Susan, this is something that everyone needs to, to recognize. That it's two things. One if you bold mediator and you put it into your profile, a person who's searching for mediator wouldn't find it because it's not a one-to-one. So it looks bold, but the word is not mediator. It's just a, a bunch of characters that look like M-E-D. Uh, so you don't want to do huge chunks of text. You don't want to do a lot of your keywords because it's, it's not going to help in the optimization arena. The other thing is if a person is using a screen reader, you know, maybe they're blind, um, and so they, they need a screen reader the screen reader will not read that as mediator it'll it'll, it'll be like uh, it'll just use, it'll say the characters you know 458121 one. and so we need to think in terms of of that as well so i say use the text formatter but use it just use it gently <laughs> use it use it to catch a person's eye you know as a heading but don't go too deep, don't, don't do too much.
0: Yeah. It's a great point. And I love, but I do like that idea. Cause like I struggle sometimes with wanting a word in a post to pop out. Um, so I, I, love that idea. So I know that there are people listening. I, you know, I talk to my listeners and followers all the time. I know there are people listening who think, well, yeah, this all sounds great, but I don't have the time, the energy or enough know-how to do this thing on LinkedIn, although I acknowledge I need to. And in fact, you help people with that
1: as well. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So I started my business in 2009 and we have written LinkedIn profiles for over 6,000 executives, professionals, and entrepreneurs from around the world. And it's, it's so hard to write about yourself. It's just so hard. And so we, you know, call us up and we can help you. We can tell that story. We'll talk to you. We'll listen to you. We'll really understand what, you know, who is your target audience? What are you trying to get out of LinkedIn? What do they need to know about you? And then we're going to craft not just a beautifully written LinkedIn profile, but one that is organically, uh, optimized. So it's not obnoxious it's not redundant. It's not repetitive, but it's just organically enriched with the right keywords. So you're going to get, you're going to get found for the right opportunities.
0: I love that. And they
1: can actually access and reach out to you through your website. Is that correct? (laughs) yeah it's linkedin-makeover.com or linkedin-makeover.com and i do some crazy things susan i'm i'm kind of weird in this regard i have my phone number like every every little place on my website you you go you can call me up I'm a real person and I, I welcome phone calls. I answer my, my phone. Uh, this is important. This is a person's online reputation. So I have to show that I'm committed and I do that through answering my phone. I also have my rates right there on the website. You can see exactly what it's going to cost. You know, what are our services? What do they look like? What's entailed? What are the deliverables and what the cost is? So you can you can find everything you want just by visiting our website.
0: Well, and it's such a wonderful service because so many, especially lawyers, dispute resolution professionals, this is a new place for them, as you said earlier, sort of to dip their toe in they can do it with you holding their hand and help them get started. It's like a launch service. I love the idea. Um, and I, I truly appreciate your coming here and sharing all of this wisdom. This is goes well beyond what I know about LinkedIn and I'm going to be, uh, inputting some of these tips and and tools and hitting that head, uh, the headline generator as well on your website, um, Donna. So one last time, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. They all, well,
1: Certainly they can look me up on LinkedIn if, they, if they'd like to. By the way, I, you have 35,000 plus followers on LinkedIn. So I do, I do. It's I've been on it since 2005. So I've been on it for a very long time. Um, and I really do love it. It's a fabulous, fabulous network with so much opportunity, but so many, so many ways of helping others. And I, I really do. I love it. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn. You can go visit my website, linkedin makeover dot com or you can even pick up the phone and call me my phone number is all over the place well donna
0: i thank you so much for taking the time today to create this uh, episode with me i know you're going to help a lot of my listeners and i know they're going to be reaching out to to speak to you so tell them tell donna when you talk to her when you call her on the phone that you heard about her from learn to mediate online and susan guthrie and again thank you so much donna oh thank you so much Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating on iTunes and tell me what you liked in a review. You can join me each week to hear another episode, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com, and you can find out more about my trainings and programs at LearnToMediateOnline.com and MaustonGuthrie.com. I'll see you next week.